Welcome to Emerald's Podcast, episode number 70. This is your host, Suman Silwal. Running, particularly distance running, is the best hope for mankind. You know, you get out there, you, you, you pound in the pavement or you're on the trail. It just don't seem to matter what political affiliation you have, the color of your skin, what part of the world you come from. Visit emrods.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, and get race discount codes. I'd like to welcome Coach Ken Harkless to Emron's podcast. I met Coach Ken uh, back in the days when I first started training for uh, Marathon 2008, uh, summer of 2008, uh, where he was training whole group of people. I, I know him ever since, but I have I don't get to see him anymore. And recently, I saw him out in the the, the old path at the Greenway at the at the Lakeshore. Uh, Coach Ken, how are you doing today? Well, sure. First of all, let me express my appreciation for you having me as a guest, and I'm doing uh, fairly well. Uh, uh, you know, often the training has been the heat of the summer, but, you know, that's part of the deal. So, again, thank you for having me. You're welcome, uh, Coach. Uh, before we go forward, uh, go ahead and tell your A's because uh, because it's important for us to discuss uh, because you can give a, what do you call uh, maturity in our running. So. <laughs> maturity in our running. Well, you know, nobody. I think you said give me, uh, give you my age. And so uh, 1951. The year I was born, it makes me 66 years old, but nobody's getting any younger. So we all we all aging, whether we realize it or not. But 66 and uh, still moving. Definitely. Um, the reason I, I said that, because not long ago, a few years ago, that was the last time we raced. And you passed me about nine mile, what, 19, outstanding, almost still. And you just moving along. And I, I still remember saying you bye to me with that little salute. So. <laughs> yeah, don't feel bad. I passed a lot of guys that day and gals. So uh, a lot of them was a lot younger than, than I am. But uh, I certainly appreciate it. Uh, you know, I think that's the real joy for me, you know, not only running, but especially been in a race the whole challenge and and whole camaraderie that's out there you know the friendly kind of competition those kinds of things definitely before we go forward uh can you give us uh, your running journey how did you start running were you a lifetime runner athlete how, how does that how did you, how did you end up running yeah we probably don't have enough time so i'm gonna give you the cliff note version but basically i've, I've, I've always enjoyed running i mean even as a teenager probably a preteen, i was the kind of guy that would be running around in the neighborhood. And, you know, I played sports and I was always in shape. Uh, most of my peers, most of my friends, classmates, they always looked at running as a punishment. And I always, uh, for some reason or another, I've always had endurance. And uh, that was never a problem. And I'll, as a side note, I, I like to say that I, I did not run track. Went to an inner city school and basically the emphasis on sprints. And I am not a sprinter by any stretch of the imagination, but give me a distance and I'll run you down. So I've been doing that for quite some time now. What is the furthest distance have you run? Did, did you do ultra, ultra distance or you stayed with the uh, marathon? I know that you do. You have done multiple Boston marathons and so. Yeah, the marathon is pretty much my distance in my race. Uh, I think uh, I may have done a 30 mile in training, but uh, nothing official. Uh, People seem to think that uh, I would probably do real well on ultra runs, but most of that's on trails, and I'm not I'm not a big trail runner. I, I trip and fall too many times, and I, I just can't take that. So, <laughs> so I have a tendency to stay with the road, and, 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 and the marathon is my distance without question. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, talk about that. Uh, over the years, you train a lot of people here in Birmingham, Birmingham area. Let's talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, your co- coaching, coaching style you did uh, back in the days when when you have a group of people you led almost every Sunday. Mm-hmm. 
That's correct. Well, uh, you know, I have to mention a lot of people in the Birmingham area also know uh, Coach Al. Coach Al and I, along with Charles Thompson for part of the time, were coaches with a team in training, the Leukemia Society, you know, where you raise money to do it, uh, endurance events. And a large part of my journey with that organization was to be the uh, run-walk coach. And I like to think I was one of the first people that's kind of that kind of accepted the run walk approach to training and because I would always take the slowest and, and the newest members and most of them would be women certainly we had some guys in our group but so that goes back to uh, I want to say maybe 1997 um, I think that's correct about 1997 98 98 we did that for almost 20 years about 19 20 years mm-hmm. so o- over those the time of the year uh, as you have seen the the progression of running running style running how much has it changed uh, since the uh, mm-hmm. since the time you started I guess uh, I, I had a lot of talk with uh, coach Al we, we we went back in the memory lane and he talked about a lot of things of the old days I have multiple podcasts with him already um, yes but it's just want to get your point of view as well to see see how it was before versus what's what what is going on now. Yeah, we can certainly talk about that, but I am not one of those people that talk about the good old days. I mean, the days are still good, and it's really exciting for me to be honest with you. But some of the changes that I've seen certainly is uh, the, it's real obvious to me that when you start talking about women and the involvement of uh, women running, particularly in uh, endurance events, including the marathon. That's something that has just taken off just tremendously. I had the privilege to go out and run the uh, Nike Women's Marathon out in San Francisco one year. And that race was probably 98 percent women. And it was just truly, truly amazing. And I just love that. One of the other things that I like to acknowledge is um, my first marathon was actually in 1986. And I trained with a group. I coach Al was, was training that group. And most of those guys that I ran with, it was over probably 99 percent men. And uh, but the whole conversation about running was totally different than the conversation now. I mean, it was all about PRs and tents, uh, distances, numbers, uh, different kind of workouts. Uh, today, uh, you know, I'm running with a group of people and we may be talking anything from politics to uh, recipes. I mean, <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> so, so that certainly has changed tremendously. And I'll also say that the the younger people, you know, that was a time and I think in a belief that young people just didn't have the time nor the desire to run. They was having a good time. A lot of them was in school or just starting families. You just didn't have time for that. And that has certainly changed. You see younger and younger people, you know, going the marathon distance or the half a marathon distance or even beyond that. And so that's another huge change. Uh, Talking about the runners, talking about the race itself. Uh, the numbers are certainly amazing before the rock and roll marathon series of uh, events around the country, I guess around the world now. Uh, you know, if you had a crowd of 300 people, you know, that was a big number in, in a pretty large city. And now even, even our local marathon here in Birmingham, I mean, easily when you talk about it as an event, it's several thousand people. And, and that's just amazing. To, that's just amazing to me to, to see people want to go that distance definitely uh are you happy to see that that you have led 
some of these people that people like us who uh, came um, came through you, Coach Al, try to bring the next generation of runners and uh, be the next generation of runners and uh, and uh, continue that passion of running. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I I really really embrace it. I kind of gave you a tried to give you a little hard time the last time we uh, ran into each other and uh, talking about the butts getting up at uh, 11 o'clock at night for a midnight run. I just I, I just loved it. Now, I've never done that in that sense, but I just love that attitude. I, I, I love the different events that have developed with this younger generation. And I like to say that, uh, you know, for me, my approach has always been that uh, running, particularly distance running, is the best hope for mankind. You know, you get out there and you, you, you pound in the pavement or you're on the trail. It just don't seem to matter what political affiliation you have, the color of your skin, what part of the world you come from. You know, you're running and, and, and it's just the best hope for mankind. So to see that to, at this stage of my career and how strong it's going, I, I just love it. And I'm just encouraged. Definitely. Uh, that's one thing I found. You know, I'm, I'm from Nepal and, uh, and the running community has accepted me the way I am if I perform well or even if I don't perform well, they accepted me. And I guess you, you grew up in the time and era here in the South and uh, running and, you know, everything else going on. Uh, how how was the running help you to come across uh, everything that, that had gone gone on those those eras? Okay. Well, uh, originally I'm from Houston, Texas. And uh, as I said, it affected me particularly and just about it. Any sport that I participated in, I was a first-round draft choice, so to speak. I mean, I was real good at what I did. But I went out for track because I was not a sprinter. They wouldn't even give me a warm-up. So, so I went over to the swim team and uh, was a, ended up being a championship swimmer. Of course, you know, uh, integration came along and uh, we started competing against, you know, other races. And uh, it's amazing to me the camaraderie among athletes. Certainly, you know, we're not exempt from some of the prejudices and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I, I have lifelong friendships as a result, you know, of running. You know, the competition and that kind of stuff, because we need each other. And that's how you get better. That's, that's always been my approach, you know. Definitely. That's a running community is a, such a great community of runners. And, you know, it doesn't matter. Usually what I tell people, it doesn't matter once you put your shoes on and running clothes on, you are the runner, you know, regardless mm -hmm. what whatever it is. Totally agree. No doubt about it. Yes. Um, as we move forward in our interview, let's talk about a little bit more about training, running, uh, running, uh, um, you know, as you get older. And, you know, I'm, I'm pushing distance and miles. And, you know, um, how does that work for as you get in a, at your age? You look back, uh, how, how does it work? What do you recommend people like us? You know, 50 plus. There are a couple of things that come to my mind. But the first thing that I want to say, I really try to make a distinction between running and training. You know, there are a lot of times people don't understand the difference. And for me, running is just going out, just running. Training, on the other hand, is running with a purpose. You know, if, if you're in a training cycle, to me, each run should be defined for what is it, what is it that I'm trying to accomplish to reach my goal on this particular day? And I still adhere to the old principle is stress plus rest. The, the difference with uh, older, let's say over 50 is the recovery or the rest takes seems to take a little longer. Now, let me give you an example right quick. You know, if, if I'm doing a speed workout and I do that workout too hard. There was a time when I was, you know, less than 40, less than 50 years old. I could run the next day with no problem. Today, if I did that, I may have to take off three or four days. <laughs> <laughs> 
just because of the recovery just seems to take longer to me. And uh, so you just have to be smarter, use your experience, really, really listen to your body. Now, most people know that I wear a uh, heart rate strap monitor. And it's not for everybody. Some people just don't have the patience for it. But for me, I think it has really, really prolonged my running career. And what I mean by that is because every race, I mean, every run or training run shouldn't be ran, you know, like it's a speed workout, uh, like it's a race. But I know a lot of folks, that's the way they train. It's 80 percent. 90 percent, you know, you go out, you burn out. And so what the heart rate monitor has done for me, basically, is most people see me, most people are shocked when they see me pass them in a race because I train pretty slow. Now, I do do speed work, especially when I'm trying to do extremely well. And I do do tempo runs and I do all that stuff that's mixed in there. But more than likely, you're going to see me running at a pretty moderate pace. You know, under 70% effort, you know, that's another way of looking at it without a heart rate monitor. So that's the big factor for me. And if you like I am, I don't need motivation to run. What I identify my problem is, is having motivation to rest. And I need to take recovery. And I need to, I need to hear myself say that because, you know, I will do three weeks in a row without taking a day off. Well, I used to. Uh, uh, today, I at least try to take a, at least one complete day off. And also, you mixing up different modalities of running. Uh, I'm not a big trail runner, as I indicated earlier, but I, I love to get in the pool. It is one of the most boring workouts, but it's one of the most beneficial because it gives you endurance, gives you patience, mental toughness, those kinds of things. I'm not above getting on a trampoline and running on a trampoline. It seems to put a little spring in my legs, but it certainly helped, helped keep me from all the pounding and that, the stress of the pounding. So uh, that's kind of it in a nutshell for me when it comes to, you know, the difference between uh, under 50 versus plus 50. Definitely. Uh, one other thing uh, I've been I've been doing and I have done from probably from the very beginning is I don't train as hard like what you just mentioned. But I yes. do I do race hard. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> you saw that last time. Yeah. I, I can go as slow as anybody want to go. But then the race day, people don't realize how fast I like to go to try to keep exactly. up. I try to keep up or, you know, sometimes I can't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, if I have a training to back up whatever I'm doing. I go fast. <laughs> it's, yeah, I understand. Yeah. It's just my nature. <laughs> well, I, and I always try to tell people, you know, uh, uh, certainly as I indicated earlier, you know, the marathon is my distance, but I'm not above running a, a half a marathon, a 10K, a 15K, or even a 5K. Although I will say that 5K is tough because this just balls, excuse my language, but balls to the wall, all out, all out effort, you know, for three point one miles and man <laughs> yeah. boy, and, and and most people don't understand the difference between aerobic effort versus an anaerobic effort. And uh maybe we can get into that some other time, but that's a huge, huge big difference uh for me. Most of my running is aerobic versus anaerobic. And the difference there is in a five K you got an all basically an all out effort that obviously it's not a sprint, but you off into that aerobic zone as opposed to on a marathon. 90% of that race should be uh, run, in my mind, the most efficient way to run that is below the anaerobic zone. And if you go out too fast, we all know that monkey's finna get on your back at about 
what was that you said earlier? Mile 22, 24? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 19, I think. My nine, mile, mile 19. Well, that happened to me in San Diego, right at mile 19. It was feeling good, too. It was feeling so good. Yeah, I have, I, have, I go through that a lot, I think. Uh, I've learned to kind of settle down a little bit lately. So because sometimes I don't have a training to back up whatever I'm trying to do. So so definitely um, whenever I train train uh, every distance or every race, I mean, right now I'm training for 100 miles while I'm training for marathon you know this is mm -hmm. this is this is cross crisscrossing all the rules the old rules that <laughs> that you all have the, built. the old rules i understand yes, yeah sir. but i still done um done go uh my weekly miles i look at it not more than 55 miles at this time so okay so so yeah. i've kind of balanced that out I, I do put speed work hill workout a lot of trail runnings you know all inclusive my training so good good well, it certainly seemed to work for you, and I think that's the other thing that I try to emphasize is, is uh, to, to individuals: find out what works for you and work it. You know, as uh, you know, don't find out what works for Coach Ken. You know, because you know, Coach Ken got a lot of factors that other people don't have, and vice versa. And so, a large part of running, particularly racing, a competitive running, is kind of discovering yourself. You know. And uh, and figuring out, okay, I can take some things from him, and I can think some take some things from her, and then find out what works for you. Definitely. Uh, one of the thing um, I've learned, and I'm kind of watching myself through through the running races and stuff, and um, almost I'm 87 marathons, ultra marathons. You believe it or not? So, so it's like 87. Yeah. 87. Yeah. My hats off to you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, but uh, you know, we remember back in the days, I was I barely. I didn't even have one. I remember you used to tell me, what is your B BQ, by the way? You know, so I, <laughs> but uh, looking back and uh, what I do is uh, I'm more and more learning uh, train better. I think that's that's my thing this summer. I try to bring my training back. And mm -hmm. like like I mentioned earlier, just back up my racing with the training. That kind of worked uh, last weekend when I raced. Uh, um, I was able to back up my racing style with the training that I put it in the last yeah. two and a half months. So so definitely, mm -hmm. training is important, and trying different thing uh, during the training is so important. Uh, right. Yeah, a lot of time, you know, I I go week by week racing and racing, and it's not working so for me. So. Okay. Oh, by the way, I forgot to say uh, congratulations on last week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Congratulations, man. I mean, really. But 86, human, I had no idea it was 86. I knew it was a lot. In the 87th uh, Marathon Ultra Marathon, last weekend was just a trail race. It was not a 18-mile 18, 18 okay. race. So, But no, okay. I, I summer I take off. Uh, that's one thing we can talk a little uh, about, uh, uh, the training, putting the training time. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. How much do you believe in putting the training time versus going racing like what I did, what I usually do from October to May, so... I certainly believe in tr what I call training cycles, and uh, but it all depends upon, you know, what your goals are. I mean, some people just the job being out there and running. So if you're not trying to qualify for Boston or you're not, you know, you're not doing, a, you know, trying to do a PR, that's fine. I mean, you know, you could train every you can race every weekend if you wanted to. Although I think you're pushing yourself to some kind of uh, injury, you know, if, if you continue to do that at such a high rate without the recovery that. 
know, that would be one of the risks. But some people have a very high tolerance for that. So I just think people need to find out what works for them. And now to me, if you're trying to, you know, do a race, you're trying to do a PR, or you're trying to do a Boston qualifier for the first time, and uh, you really don't know what you're up against, I think you need to, you know, be pretty conservative in terms of your approach. What has worked for other people, what seemed to work for you in the past, and, and take that approach. Because what you don't want to do is you're trying to do your best and you show up at the starting line overtrained. <laughs> you, you don't want to do that. You don't want to feel fatigued. I've certainly had that to happen to me. Definitely. Over the years, uh, Coach Ken, uh, you have run, trained races. Uh, what is your biggest struggle? Um, as, as a runner, what is your biggest struggle? No, I think my biggest struggle, even to this day, is taking days off. You know, I thoroughly enjoy running and taking days off and resting. You know, uh, I've done some real insane things. I, like, you know, this time of the year, it's pretty hot here in Birmingham. And I just thrive off of passing somebody that to pass me, but they didn't run out of gas. <laughs> 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 you know, they over there on the side, they on one knee, and I got to stop and ask them if they okay. Because they, because they was going too fast, and they probably was competitive, at least in my head. They was competitive. They can't let this gray-haired black man pass them. And so they, they go out, you know, they just go too fast. And in the heat, man, that is not a good mixture. So I just try to stay aerobic, take the heat as it comes. And it's just amazing when I'm out on the trail, I'm out on the road somewhere, how many people I see are just look beat down and beat up because they didn't take that into consideration. The humidity is another factor, not only just temperature, but humidity. So there are a lot of factors. Definitely. Uh, talk about that. Uh, what motivates you to be who you are or as a runner? Uh, you mentioned many things, uh, several things. What is the main motivation for you? Well, I, again, it's the best hope for mankind. And I've always enjoyed it, uh, to be honest, which is very spiritual for me. I mean, I'm solving problems on a run that I don't even know exists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, I can come up with create creative ideas. But, you know, I've been kind of joking about it, but I think all jokes have a hint of truth in it. And part of it is vanity. A large part of it is vanity. I mean, I look, feel good, look good, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, that's important too. So uh, I'm very competitive without question. I don't think I'm overly competitive. I'm not one of those, if I happen to lose a race, you can't get in touch with me for the next two months. I have friends of mine that's that's way, that's the way they are. But that's, that's them. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but uh, I, I like to think that, you know, I'll be passing people for years to come. So that's a large part of it, too. Definitely. Uh, talking about that, what is one habit that, that helped you to be who you are as a runner? I think, you know, I think one of the habits, probably the main habit that comes to my mind right now is the consistency. You know, uh, you know, I think it'd be really very, very difficult to start and stop, start and stop, start and stop. So I really tried to get some consistency in there. You know, trying to take the breaks, as I indicated earlier, you know, rest weeks, uh, rest cycles, trying to do that. That don't mean I'm not doing anything. That just means I'm just not pounding as hard. And the purpose for the run is just to be out there. You know, it, it, it's no purpose in terms of trying to build up endurance. It's not a purpose in trying to uh, have quicker turnover. All those things, as I said earlier. Run to me, it's a big difference between training and running. And so, uh, hopefully, I answered your question. But that's basically the motivation there. Uh, and, and a large part of that is the consistency. Definitely. You know, you know yeah. the friendships that I have, the people that I know, people that know me, 
uh, it means a lot. And, and you know, and seeing them and, and seeing new people come on, I, I'm just a people person. I, you know, I, I enjoy being around people. I get a lot from people. And, and running is pretty cheap. And I, I, to be honest with you, we hadn't talked about injuries. And for the most part, I, I have had some injuries, but for the most part, I've been very fortunate in terms of being injury free. Definitely. Uh, talk about the injuries. Or what kind of uh, what kind of setback did you have out of the injuries? Well, the, the main one I have is most most people have probably never heard of this term, but I have what you call a, a plantar fibroma. And the quick history on this this injury basically to me dates back to when I was about twelve. Stuck a nail in my foot. They went in, had to do a procedure, and at the bottom of my right foot, from time to time, it will um, it will swell. And uh, matter of fact. Um, when I came back to running back in 96, um, they wanted to do surgery on it, but I did a lot of research on it. And that's part of the reason I don't run trails because, you know, you got the stumps, you got the rocks, you got all this here. And in my mind, I try to minimize uh, aggravating that injury. Gotcha. The, good, the good news is uh, it hadn't been aggravated probably in about six or seven years now, you know. And so, but that's been the that's been the most difficult. Of course, we all have had cramps. Uh, I'm I'm a big time cramp because I won't drink. I come from that old school. You know, you're weak if you drink. I have to force myself to drink. Uh, so cramps has certainly been been huge for me. You know, when I call them minor injuries, you know, you get you know a soreness in your hip. You know, you know one of your sides, the hamstring. I, I've had <laughs> I've had that. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm-hmm. I I go through injuries all the time. And one other thing I tell people that if there's injuries with a name, then I'm concerned. Most of the time, it's just this pain over here, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little discomfort here, a little discomfort. Yeah, there. that's part of the deal. Yeah. yeah, it's just part of the deal. So I was like, yeah. when people start yeah. telling me the the name, it's like, okay, just forget it. I was just just. <laughs> I just have pain over here, and then I'm just going to massage the ear, and I'm done. (laughs) Y'all picked up on the the little saying that pain is the... is a sign that the body is getting rid of weakness. So <laughs> that's pretty much my approach. Yeah, I'm just getting rid of some weakness. That's all that is. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Ken, we, we talked about a lot of things. Uh, are you ready for a go to Emron sprint round? Uh, yes, I am. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, it can go fast or slow. It depends how what your pace is. How many marathons uh, have you done? You know, I really don't do the, the number because I have friends of mine like you that have done over 50. So I, I would imagine it's something some, somewhere around 40. What is your fastest uh-huh marathon uh, my pr is 304 304 wow let, let me just say this here and i always tell people tell me how old you were when you did that <laughs> and tell me how old you were when you did that i was in my 50s oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i gotta i gotta get uh, get get busy uh, so if i want to get to 304 i'll probably will never because the way i train i will never get there uh, you have kids too what type of shoes do you wear for your training and racing uh, currently, I'm in Hocus. Hocus. So, uh, are you mm-hmm. sold on Hocus? Yeah, you know, Al, uh, Coach Al, and I were some of the first people in the Birmingham area, and we call them old folks shoes. So, you know, I'm not young. So, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty much sold on them. Good. How many Boston Marathon have you done? I have to be real careful in answering that one because some of my running buddies say I come across as a little bragging, but uh, it's nine. Nine. Well, which? Uh, what was your first? Boston. Which year did you do that? I think it was 2000. Wow, nine. Mm-hmm, 2000. 
That's pretty impressive. When is the last time did you run Boston? Recently, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, 2014, uh, the year after the bombing. I did the bombing, and I just had to go back for 2014. Got you. What type of GPS device do you use? Uh, currently, I'm with uh, Polar. Polar. Yeah, I don't use that. What inspires you? You know, again, I, I keep going back to the best hope for mankind. I mean, it, it just crossed all kind of lines in terms of uh, the friendships and the camaraderie, the stories that's being told. I mean, it, it's just amazing to me, the resources that's available to you. So, uh, and, and again, I think, <clears throat> you know, health, it just crosses all those kinds of lines for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Are you a <laughs> downhill racer, uphill climber? Uh, most people seem to think I'm better uphill, especially if I train on uphills. Uh, there are a number of people that normally catch me on the downhill, and I normally pull away from people on the uphill. So I would probably say I'm more of a, I'm a stronger uphill. Definitely. Talking about that, uh, what do you think about the flat courses? You know, sometimes we hear flat and fast, uh, you know, like Chicago and some, some other places. Mm-hmm. What, what is your take on that? Yeah, my take on that is that I think the the terrain and the elevation need to vary because you get a, you can fatigue a muscle, you know, by the, the constant repetition. And if you're going uphill versus downhill, there's some change in terms of, you know, the muscle fatigue. Another thing that I say, people talk about uphill. Uh, I came up with the brilliant idea for the Flying Pig Marathon, and I decided I would count the downhills as opposed to counting the uphills. And I came up with a net one. It was more downhills than it was uphills. Wow. Yeah, one other mm-hmm. thing I'm um, recently, mm-hmm. um, since my last Boston, that's 2017, that recently, one thing, one of the things I'm, I'm doing is trying to more think about downhill. I'm, I've been doing uphill anyway, but uh, downhill I'm taking a little bit more seriously because uh, I felt my quad got killed at Boston this year <laughs> because I raced mm-hmm. pretty well mm-hmm. because then, then after the race I could hardly move and then realize it's <laughs> a, a lot of downhill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we've all been there. Yeah. I, I certainly have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let, let me say about the downhill. Uh, one of our local uh, Olympic uh, runners is Scott Strand over at the track shack. And Scott uh, mastered the downhill running. I mean, he made a career out of it. So if you ever want to get any kind of advice on downhill, Scott Strand is the person Definitely. for me here in Birmingham. I supposed to schedule a, a podcast with him. Hopefully I can get him in sometime before the end of the summer. So Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what type of hydration plan do you use or do you use anything? I think you mentioned about not drinking water or something like that. Yeah, I'm not a real drinker. I cannot carry water. So certainly I've learned to drink on the run. And uh, I try to stay away from sugary drinks, but, you know, I'm not above um, uh, energy drink, but primarily I'm a water guy. Just give me water, water, water. Let me stay hydrated. Same here. And uh, this hot day of summer, you still don't carry water. Um, what is the furthest distance do you log during the summertime? Uh, for one training run? One training run, uh-huh. Uh, I think my current schedule, I think I have a 24-mile or somewhere, somewhere in there. It might be two. 24 miles. So you still don't carry a water, water bottle, you just pass through the area that no. have water? Or? Exactly. You okay. know, uh, uh, I kind of, and really, you know, the, our local track club, the Birmingham Track Club, got the, the map out there where water spots are. And, you know, I try to be, and I've been running long enough, I, I, I pretty much know how to find water. So Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I, I, lately, I've been trying food and water, different type of things, the way to way to uh, keep keep myself get fed on the on the trail run, uh, trail right. 
So I, I'm mm-hmm. getting as I'm getting prepared for a hundred miler. Do you do any type of training training plans now, or how does that work for you? You make your own schedule. Uh, how how do you do that? Yeah, I pretty much make my own schedule. I I, I get a template out of uh, I forget the name, uh, advanced marathon running. I get that template, in, and I pretty much will um, utilize it, uh, design it. You know, on my personal preferences. The template basically is the different, you know, the base training, um, endurance, I think, speed, tapering, and then, you know, the race preparation. And I pretty much keep that the same. And it's based upon the number of weeks, you know, that I have, you know, the time. But I'll write my own schedule based on, based on that, cause just because it has worked very well for me in the past. Definitely. Do you uh, try to add a more speed training or, or does it uh, do you vary from the speed to hill to distance how how does that work for you in the training training plans uh, basically uh, four to six weeks is, is base training when you're trying to build endurance uh there are a couple uh there are a couple of fast runs that's involved in that but the emphasis is really on the endurance then the second phase you know after about four to six weeks there is speed work some 800 some 1000 some uh, I don't think it's any mile repeats but that kind of stuff and then there are some uh, pace runs and then you begin to try to sharpen and that phase is about uh, about four or five weeks and then it's another three to four weeks in there where you what they call sharpening and you're really trying to you know it's, it's some uh, pace runs that's involved in there, and you're really trying to nail it down to um, you know you know to your goal time so and of course, I personally, I prefer a two-week taper. I started off doing a three-week taper, but I prefer the two-week taper. Definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, mine goes back and forth. Uh, this, this, like I mentioned several times already, that I'm trying to be more better trained person as I'm going through the summer. So, so I'll have to look at it. I haven't gotten to that. I'm, I'm not yet to a you know, taper period, but I, maybe I've usually have in between races i have a tapered but but once the racing season starts it just gets really messy yeah well that's one of the jaws of being young you can you can kind of you know kind of test this and test that yeah good. <laughs> i'm not young enough but but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay keep living you'll see you were you are young yeah uh what type of nutrition plan do you use? I mean, I've never seen you gain any weight or any pounds. So I mean, ten years, almost ten years that I know know you. Well, I certainly appreciate that, but but uh, I have put on and and I think I weigh it pretty well, and it to me it makes a big difference. But primarily, I'm real big on carbohydrates. Uh, my energy system requires carbohydrates. I obviously, you know, have some protein in there. Those are the building blocks of uh, muscles. At least that's what I read and that's what I believe. That's been my experience. But for the most part, you know, my weight has been been. Fairly steady. Um, I have gone through a vegan, where well, a vegetarian, because I would eat fish. Uh, a phase uh, that seemed to have worked, you know, fairly well for me. I love uh, protein powders, um, different kind of supplements like that. You know, for you know, for the most part, uh, I try to stay away from all that. Uh, too many calories, you know. So, I mean, I burn them, but at the same time, I can certainly get excessive calories, and I, and I think it works against me. Definitely. Do you do anything um, beyond uh, running as your uh, cross training? What kind of what kind of things do you do for, as a cross training? And you know, I think I mentioned it earlier, but uh, uh, pool swimming has been real significant for me. 
I do have a, a mini trampoline that I will I will work on that. I'm not real big, never have been, even when I played football. Uh, real big with weights, but I will, but I do have weights that's available to me. So I will supplement my training with some very light, uh, more for more for strength uh, as opposed to bulk. So I'm not looking for bulk at all. I, I can't stand that. I, I'm trying to be. Slam and trim, kick butt. <laughs> yes. So, talk about that. Uh, what uh, what marathon are you training for, or and in distance race are you training for that in the fall? Yeah, right now uh, the Indy uh, in November. I think it's the first weekend in November. Uh, that's the next goal, right? So we, I think that's about fifteen weeks away. So uh, plenty of time. Plenty of time, yeah, and, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't tell me when when is the first week of November. That's my that's when I have a hundred miles. So I need to know it's uh, plenty of time. <laughs> so you'll be kicking butt in one spot of the country, and I'll be in another spot of the country. So good, definitely, right. definitely. Yeah, yeah. we we wouldn't be passing passing each other. You wouldn't be passing me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I used to. Yeah, I'm at that stage of life where uh, I use the word "used to" quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't bother you to go slow. I think you said that already. So even in the no, race, no, not really. You know, uh, now if I'm going slow in the race, I mean, I I have known to pull out of a race at mile two, a, a marathon at mile two, because I just didn't have a pace going. So, nah, you know, most folks think you can't quit, but nah, I know I can. So I'll be fine, and I don't feel bad about it. Because I came back and kicked butt later. What is your favorite race? Well, nothing compares to Boston. You you, you ran Boston. Nothing compares to Boston. I don't, I don't even think the Olympics compared to Boston. Of course, if I was in the Olympics, I probably wouldn't say that. But uh, in terms of course and cities, Chicago is right up there without question. I've never done New York, which is a surprise to most people. Uh, and amazingly, that San Diego Marathon, which I hadn't done in quite a while. But I have to tell you, I mean, all of them are so different. It's a different challenge. The Bermuda Marathon, which I hadn't talked to a whole lot of people that have done that. It's just beautiful. Just just beautiful. Vancouver. So, you know, like I said, it's probably around 40 marathons for me. And I've been to some great cities. Uh, Alaska. Oh, the beauty of Alaska in, in that race. Oh, my God. Um, just beautiful. So, so I just like the change in scenery, to be honest with you. The change of people, the different cultures, the, the different traditions in different towns. But Boston, without question. Definitely. I think nothing compares to it. And probably Chicago would be after that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Boston Boston has its own runner's spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, when I feel, I just like, I feel, I feel it's a totally different place to be. This uh, this year I ran uh, Big Sur. That place is beautiful. I mean, and we're talking uh, about beauty is just is so beautiful to run that place. That's what I hear. I've, I've not been out there, you know, the Big Sur, but I, I, I heard it's just full breathtaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I did a Boston to Big Sur this year. It was quite a journey. Wow. Is there a race that you haven't run uh, you'd like to run anytime soon? You know, I'm not going to say soon, but I would like to get New York off of my calendar, you know, off of my wish list at some point in time. Most people are surprised that I hadn't done uh, New York, but, you know, having children, my, my kids were in high school kind of, you know, doing that streak and my son played sports and they was always in the playoffs and I just could not bring myself to take off to Boston and they might be in a championship game. So, but it's, so at some point in time, uh, New York should be on the horizon. Do you think you, you can qualify for that, for, for New York? I know it's pretty tough to qualify. Nah, that's okay. 
I, I love a challenge. I love a challenge, of course, <laughs> especially if it's age graded, no doubt about it. Even if it's not, I still I love the challenge. Definitely, you know? I, th- I think you need to. You should look at the. You should look at the qualifying time for New York and go for it. Yeah, probably will. I mean, my wife has been up there probably three or four times, and I've not gone, and, and she keeps saying, you know, we need to go back. We need to go back. We have friends from Birmingham that's up there. They keep telling me, you need to come. You need to come. <laughs> it's, so. it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's totally different running yes. New York. That mm-hmm. was my first, I think, biggest city I ran. Wow. Mm. So that I ran really early, 2009. Coach Ken, uh, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. We haven't talked uh, in, a, in a so long, and it's great to catch up with you. Before we close this interview, I'd like to you to give a word of advice to all the runners. Uh, uh, and give a word of advice to everyone out there listening to us. Tell them to keep on pushing, pushing your pace, pushing, pushing their limit, and uh, keep training. Give yeah. a word of advice yeah. to us. Okay, I think the word of advice for me, is to, again, I've mentioned it several times about the best hope for mankind. Uh, I was listening to the Boston Marathon um, telecast one time, and the guy said, a sea of humanity. And, and that's what I see at the starting line, and that's what I see during the race. And, you know, uh, and, and when you're out there and you're pounding the pavement, try to stay within yourself. You know, I mean, you know, we, we, we need each other to get better. But at the same time, you can, I have learned so much about life, myself and other people just through running. And, uh, it's just amazing. There's a lot, there's some things that we didn't get a chance to really talk about, but I think the whole challenge is from within as, as opposed to from without. So if it's anybody, any advice that I, I can give someone, enjoy the journey. Great. That sounds like great word of advice, and uh, thanks for your time. And uh, hopefully uh, you can come back to our podcast um, so we can talk more about running and the journey that we are in, we are on. Okay. Well, anytime. Just let me know. I'm always available. Thank you, and good luck on your training. All right. Same to you. I'll see you on the trail. If you have a need to cover your events from marketing to taking photos, please contact mruns.com by emailing at marathonruns at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emerald's Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast channel, Voice of Runners, at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and more. And also follow our social media channel, Marathon Runs, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube.